from Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, the best, the best sales and marketing best. tips. <laughs> of your week in 15 minutes or less. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, trends. We're going to talk about mm. some consumer trends. So when building and growing a business or practice, you constantly have to keep an eye on where the market is and where the trends are heading if you don't want to get left behind. And now that we've successfully navigated the panic pivoting of 2020, spent all of our time just kind of pivoting and no time looking forward, it's time to start looking ahead again and preparing for the future. So I was uh, revisiting this report that I received from Bizarre Voice. It's a shopper engagement platform, and the title of the report was Five Consumer Trends Brands and Retailers Should Lean Into Next Year. So I thought it'd be good to go through this list and then offer some of our insight into how our clients, how service-based sales professionals can really start to prepare for these trends now. Who was it, uh, Wayne Gretzky, or was it Michael Scott? That Michael said, Scott said Wayne Gretzky said, "Yeah, I, you don't go where the puck is, yeah. where the putt's going. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's what we're doing today. <laughs> we're going where the puck's going. We're going to where the puck is going. I like it. That's the title, Ariel. Lock it down. Hashtag that. All right. So these are five different consumer trends. So this is some big, broad in terms of trends. Yeah. This is talking about entire industry. So we're going to try and narrow this down to uh, to try and make it applicable to the individual service-based sales professional. But the first one is pretty obvious. We've seen what has happened in 2020 compared to past years in terms of online shopping. And this is really e-commerce is everything right now. So e-commerce rose 30% in 2020 and uh, compared to only 19% Jeez. in 2019. So what does that tell you from a Everybody business perspective? <laughs> well, everyone's stuck at home. <laughs> But everybody, the online traffic, the amount of time spent online has continued to increase, and it's only going to get more from what yeah. they're predicting. Well, you think of quarantine, all it did was advance the timeline. It compressed yeah. the timeline. Like, we were headed this way anyway. Yep. So the idea of virtual meetings, the idea of virtual showings, all this stuff was happening anyways, just such a small scale. And now you think of, like, even all the old people. Right. They have now become good on Zoom. They've now become good on technology because they had to. Yeah. And so that's going to force just an increase in the consumer experience online, which means you have to focus on your business. Like a good action item would be what is your online process? Yes. Right yeah. now. Like what is your online process for all of like whatever business you're in? What does the consumer experience with you online well, it's also going to be super important right now. Not only do you have to create that online experience, but you have to be looking one, two, three years out towards mm -hmm. where you want to be with your online experience and start working on that now just so you're not always reacting. Everybody's doing great with Zoom now because we had to. We had to be reactive to right. it. What? How do you want that experience to look like in terms of your ability to support clients online, your ability to meet with clients online, your ability to create the same virtual or the same experience that they may have with you in person virtually mm -hmm. and start mapping out how to get there. And that's really what looking towards the future uh, is all about. The second one is consumers are buying from socially responsible brands. So, Ooh. yeah, social responsibility for businesses is top of mind for many. Almost 75% of shoppers say they want brands to reflect their values before they buy from them. So, I picture like, you know, we talk about brands and values and socially responsible. Like, I picture like, you know, 
the Starbucks of the world. Really? Well, I no, not not from <laughs> an example of like social for some reason. social responsibility, but from the standpoint of like those tend to be the brands that people yeah, yeah. focus on their social responsibility. Yeah. But what it does show in the report is people buy from companies that align with their values. And even more importantly, look at the age breakdown in this. So 18 to 34 year olds, 83% Jeez. said that that statement was true. It's important for uh, to me, the companies I buy from align with my values, 35 to 54 year olds. So this is kind of your late millennial to Gen X age range, 73%. So it drops 10 points. Hmm. Uh, and then 55 plus says 60%, so it drops 13 points. Don't you think, now this is just my personal opinion, so you can take it for what it is, but I almost go, do people really, do, are they, is it really that they care about this? And I'm not saying people don't care, but they really care and they're looking at it and going, I'm not going to buy this because of what they stand for. Or do you think it's a form of marketing that has taken hold? Like inf I think it's influencer marketing. Uh, where people like it's always been no like and trust. Everybody's always wanted to buy from people they know like and trust, right? And likability has to do and trustability has to do with your values. Yeah, it's more of just like a marketing play of going uh, buy a pair of socks and we donate a pair of socks. Buy a pair of <laughs> shoes and we donate. I can say I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like if you hearing me as like the Grinch here, I think it's great. We should do something. Well, you like can that. think, but I'm saying it's more of a sales marketing play that was made. And everybody and now goes, holy crap, it. Tom's shoes. Yeah. That was a genius idea that convinced a ton of people to buy a bunch of shoes and did something good, which made people feel good in the process. So now every business is going, how do I make it so where you buy something, we give something? Yeah, yeah. Well, I also think it's, it's important great. that sort of the values is attached to that as well. And another, here's another kind of stat there that I think showcases a little bit of what's behind there. When asked... Or when, when given the statement, I enjoy buying products that show off my political or uh, social ideology or beliefs, right? So I enjoy buying products yeah. that show them off. 18 to 34-year-olds, 62% said yes to that. Wow. 35 to 54-year-olds, 50%. And then 55-plus said was 21%. So a massive drop-off in, in the ability to show off that you're buying from a company Interesting, that your but beliefs. that plays into the psychology. Into like the psychology. it's such a, it's such a marketing thing, which is great. Um, <laughs> uh, I just, I'm, I just wonder. It's just interesting. Well, so how, what do you do? What do you do with that? How do you walk? How do you actually come up with some action items here? What you have to answer these questions. Does your company have a clear set of values? Mm. And this isn't, you know, you brought up the sea turtles. It's not that you have to save the sea turtles. <laughs> that doesn't mean that's your value. But what do you actually value? And what do you um, value in terms of the experience or yes. the people that you work with or what you want to provide? This level of service you want to provide. How does your company give back to the community? So we talk about this all the time. Yep. One of the ways to really get uh, invested in the relationships that you have with your clients is to invest in the community and get involved. Mm. And then what social causes are important to your company? Now, look, you can say, I don't think, and I don't think companies need to get involved with social mm. causes. You can say that too. Like that's okay. From that standpoint, we're just trying to give you, Hey, here's where people are saying the trends are connected. Now, the question that I have is as the ages move into the next age bracket, will their will they perception change? That's what I always think is yeah. funny about reading. Well, I think uh, beyond trends, a shadow of a doubt, you want to be a company of purpose, right? You want to be yeah. a company of impact. If you're not a company of purpose and impact, not only are you missing a huge marketing and sales avenue, right? But then at the end of the day, also like, 
business is not just to make money, like the money can't satisfy. So I, yeah. I think it's a really good principle that will also fuel your motivation that you, even your workers, your people, I mean, we've been talking about this at the executive level here at our company. Like we really want to hone in on a charity or a couple charities that we support that, that really align with our vision. We do a charity issue every year, year. for our product, right? Um, where we raise support and awareness for things like whether it's feeding the hungry or breast cancer awareness, stuff like that. But honing in because it gives also your team yeah. purpose and people will come and want to work for your company to be aligned with that purpose as well. Yeah. There's a great guy. We've been trying to get him on the podcast. Hopefully we can. He owns a coffee shop in Philly, uh, not just coffee shop, it's a coffee company called Saxby's. Mm -hmm. And they are like um, all about impact. That's what he created the whole company to be a giving back company. And actually he's, I think he just got, I think it's called like a B card. Oh, yeah. Where like you're a corporate, I might be pronouncing it wrong, but you know how you have S corps, right? And yeah. LLCs and stuff like that. You can become a B corporation, certified B corporation, which is you are, you meet all these lists of criteria of you giving back. Oh, and it's like almost like a metric that people audit you on. So. See, even that they turn into a marketing yeah. test. Well, I think <laughs> one of the other card. things that we have to consider here with all of this is similar to what you guys have talked about before, where as soon as you have something outside of business that someone can relate to you about, especially with breast cancer, like so many people in this world mm -hmm. are affected. They know someone or mm -hmm. they themselves have had it. It instantly, I don't want to say it builds that trust, but you have more of a human connection with your brand outside of this is just what I sell and this is what I do every single day. It, becomes, yeah. it makes you more of a human. Yeah, well said. Huge. The third one is social media is about more than memes and selfies. So this is obvious. This is where everything's heading. Commerce will be driven by social, the most popular social media platforms to shop on. This is crazy. Instagram with 92%, Facebook then 39%. So that's wait, wait, the Instagram's more popular than Facebook in, in e-commerce shopping? Most popular social media platforms to shop on. Wow. Instagram. I would not have envisioned that. Yeah, 92%. Facebook, 39%. YouTube, 22%. So you can see- That speaks to the trend of where socials go. If you're not on Instagram. <laughs> well, have you ever bought anything from Instagram? Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. I, they, it really is good for like products I bought like much more stuff clothes, from Instagram uh, than shoes. Facebook. Same. It's like apparel. It's very good um, for on Instagram because you immediately see it. It's easy to tap and buy. I think it'd be a little bit harder for um, service-based sales professionals, but- uh, I'm not positive. Well, I think the point there is um, what can you create or present on Instagram that has a similar feeling, right? Has a similar sure. purchase feeling that's going to bring someone into your funnel or bring someone uh, or maybe generate a lead for you. Yeah, like doing a lead magnet or something. Yeah, like you want to be able to give that instant gratification and you want to be able to provide something that someone's going to take action on. And Instagram is a super hot place to do that yep. right now and will continue to be so. TikTok, watch out for TikTok. It's number four on the list at 20%. And considering how it was purchased in part by Walmart, you know that they're going to be doing some aggressive uh, ways to get products sold in there. I couldn't believe it was 20%. I couldn't believe it beat out Pinterest, Snapchat, and Twitter. TikTok. I can't shopping. believe it beats out Pinterest. It just shows the user base, though. Yep. It's just such a bigger user I base. I will say, too, the ads on TikTok, you don't realize are an ad until you're about halfway through. <laughs> like, as opposed to Instagram, you see, mm -hmm. like, buy now, yeah, and on Facebook, you know it's an ad right away. Yep. A lot of the, like, ads, at least that I've seen on TikTok, look like a regular TikTok when you're scrolling. You don't even tell a difference until halfway through, and you're like, well. Yeah, that's a good point. Sucker me into it. All right, number four on the trends report is value is greater than cost. So where this is going is you got to start selling experiences, not just products. 
And then when ranking importance to shoppers slash customers, uh, value was ranked 34% and cost was just below that at 32%. No, I totally so agree. I totally agree cost. with that. Yeah, I think it's so much more, uh, it's, it speaks to the relationship. It's so much more the experience that you bring, the trust that you bring to somebody. People will pay for quality mm-hmm. all day long. They don't want to feel like they're getting ripped off. They don't want to feel like they're buying something that's not going to work long term. Like they want to pay for something that's of quality and they're willing to shell out the extra dollars. It also speaks to like, the good times that we're in from a, a, from an economy standpoint of people have more money, so they're willing to spend more. Um, so we're seeing that more and more and more. Yeah. I also think it really speaks to the fact that, you know, you want to sell the experience that you're going to provide somebody with. You want to be able to, um, tell the story Mm. of what their experience with working with you will be like, because ultimately that's what people are willing to invest more in as we continue Uh, to move through some action items that you can take away from this is asking the questions. What role do you play in your client's experience? Mm. Which sounds like an obvious question. Well, I help them. If you're in real estate, for example, I help them buy their house. No. What role do you actually play in the experience of it? Not the Mm. service, the actual experience. Are you the Sherpa? Are you the guide? Are you the one that's there whenever they're stressed or they they're the the therapist whenever they're bawling their eyes out because they put in 80 offers and homes in the last week and they can't get any of them. You know, what, what role do you want to be in your client's experience and then tell that story, sell that story. How will your services create an elevated experience, right? So how will what you do actually um, uh, increase the the uh, quality of the experience that they'll have? And then I love this one. How are you curating and highlighting content from real people to showcase these things, right? So if you've decided who you want to be in your client's experience, and you've decided that you're providing this elevated experience, how are you actually using real people Mm. to help with telling that story? And the fifth one is product sampling is more lucrative than ever. So when reading through this one, it's really interesting because this whole idea is that for shoppers who purchased a product after it was sampled to them, 78% has said it was because they were given the opportunity to try the product for free first. Oh, wow. This was sort of like a shift from like that you lost all product samples in stores in 2020, right? They couldn't do it or something like that. So there's this like reemergence of this. And I was like, well, how, okay, how does someone how does someone actually apply that yeah. if you don't have a store, right? You don't have, you don't own a store. Um, Michael Hellickson, I thought back to the Michael Hellickson uh, interview because he made the example of give them the first one free. And when you have a buyer that wants to look at a house, what do most real estate agents do? Let's get you pre-approved. Have you yep. been pre-approved yet? He said, no, don't take yeah. them down that path. Show them the house. Such a great Go point. give them your services for free right off the bat. Show them the house. Let them experience what it's like to work with you, to take that drive to see the home. Because nobody's going to say yes to the yeah. first house anyway. So if they don't get pre-approved for it, who cares? You didn't waste any time. Yeah. But you've been able to create that experience with no commitment. I yep. think that's sort of the takeaway here is, look, people want a little bit for free. They want a little bit of the experience or they want a little item of value for no commitment in order to build the trust yep. with your business. Yeah, they can. we see this with our own company. We offer like the 99% of our sales are trial-based where you try it uh, for the first time with no contract and then you move into an obligation. And the whole point there is that people want to feel like they're in control and they can have an out and they, they, they're not locked into anything. And then it gives you a chance to showcase your service, which is the value that you present over the cost, um, just like the point beforehand. And the more you can give people an opportunity to experience you, the more they're going to 
grow to like you and trust you and feel an obligation to use you. When you give somebody a, a trial, when you give somebody something free, they want to reciprocate. Yeah, 100%. So there you go. Those are the five consumer trends to lean into in 2021. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com. We'll include a link to that report so you can read through it yourself, uh, as well as a video of this week's episode. To support the show, we'd love it if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts, uh, leave a comment, and tell a friend about the show. And we'd also love to hear from you. So we have a new survey available (laughs) i started off the podcast tongue twisted i'll end the podcast tongue twisted available at staypaidpodcast.com slash survey we would love to hear your thoughts on the show speaking of um you know the shopping experience and all of that i actually ordered a chicken and an egg on amazon yeah what came first i'll let you know i'll let you know (laughs) If you want to get hold of me, Luke, what, can... did I ruin the joke? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it still worked, right, Ariel? No, it was good. It was yeah, good. It was that good. was kind of the joke. I'm pretty impressed. I'm yeah. pretty impressed. You can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We I are... was dying to know. <laughs> it was just the look of defeat on your face when Luke beat you to the punchline. It was, yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> For this episode of State Bay. No, I think you I think it still works. No, it was funny. It like was good. the joke it was good. is I ordered an egg on Am uh, chicken and egg on Amazon. I'll let you know. Like, you know, yeah. but asking which came first is the joke. Yeah, it was good. It was a collaborative <laughs> <was> effort. <laughs> what do you mean? We're going for You know you've hit a new low when you get the it was good yeah. with for your jokes. No, it was good. <laughs> you were great. Oh, my gosh. We're so proud of you. You can follow uh, State Pay Podcast on Instagram. We're at State Pay Podcast. For this episode, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke A3. <laughs> I'm still wrapped up in the chicken and the egg joke. Here's your action item from this podcast. I really think the one that is the most important that all of you could take some time to do is think about your values. And what are you in business for? And then look at your business and go, how do you represent that? How do you represent that in your marketing? How do you represent that to your clients? How do you represent that in your day-to-day? Because not only will that fuel your own motivation and your own purpose, but it's also an incredible marketing and sales tool for you to draw people in and attract people because people want to do with business with other humans, with people they know, like, and trust. So remember this, difference between a top producer <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I'm still wrapped up too. on that on that egg, <laughs> the chicken. I, the difference between a top producer, I mean producer, and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 